0: persistent and nasty podcast has teamed up with we edition to offer our listeners 25% off monthly subscription head over to we edition and type in nasty all capital letters 25 at checkout i have said it before i will say it again we edition really are the future of casting and also you can make money while being a member on the site you can um, be a scene partner for people and you can help with accents you can just generally help each other out and it's a really important thing for us to to do especially during these times and just a lovely way to have community our other offer for our listeners is still with backstage backstage are offering our actors 12 months free subscription you heard that right 12 months free if you follow the link in the description box for casting directors you can post free castings when you type in persistent and nasty at checkout Well hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty Podcast. Elaine here. How are you all doing? Happy New Year. It is our first episode back after our little break over the festive period. I hope that you all were able to enjoy it in some way, shape or form. I hope you're all looking after each other, looking after yourselves, staying well, staying inside, wearing your masks and just remember to be kind to each other. It's a It's getting trickier and trickier, we know, Um, but we've got this. We will get through it. Today's episode is with Len Penny. Uh, Len is a Scots poet and um, a young Scots poet at that. She is incredible, a linguist and a a student at St Andrews University. Misha and I chatted with Lenny. Um, We cover everything in today's episode from um, COVID, to our current government as in the uk cover- current government we talk about trolls on twitter we talk about mental health um, we talk about what it means to be a woman and put yourself out into the public forum um, to do something really good and beneficial and how that is then perceived so it is a roller coaster of an episode but i'm sure that you will enjoy it all um. Also, we talk about persistent and nasty as our very own Scots word, which you will uh, hear towards the end of the episode. There is a slight issue with lagging, as you know, obviously we can't be with each other when we record these, so they're over Zoom, um, but I have done my best to sort that out. There's also a wee extra bonus, as uh, Len and Misha and I were all chatting after we finished recording, and there was just a, some some couple of things that came up that were really great so hold on till the end of the episode because you will hear some brilliant things as always you can follow us on all social media twitter at persistent nasty instagram at persistent and nasty facebook persistent and nasty and if you want to send us a wee email with any questions any thoughts you can do so at persistent and nasty at gmail.com if you want to support us Please feel free to follow the PayPal link in the description of the episode. Check us the cost of a wee cup of tea, if you can. As always, we know how difficult it is, and we are beyond grateful to those of you who are supporting us and have already supported us. You are incredible. Anyway, enough of me rambling on. Let's get straight into the podcast. Um, I think for today's episode, any hot beverage you want, I mean, it's January. Do whatever you need to do to get through this, right? Sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Contact me for work and I'm like, I, can I Can I direct you to, like, the actual poets? I am but a humble smout who does, you know, the occasional wee limerick.
2: <laughs> You're like, I know, you have just reached reception for the poetry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can I pass Hi. on your inquiry? <laughs> I am... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the monkey. Do you want to speak to the organ grinder? Yeah,
0: I just, it's really interesting though. I always wonder if um, guys have that same sense of imposter syndrome. They probably do to a point, but nowhere near what we do.
1: I, I think, think like men are so used to just not needing to validate themselves because i validate just Yeah. Like, you know, I've got pals that are just, you know, they'll release work and I'm just sitting there like, how do you not know this is shit? how does your how does your internal yeah. monologue not go this is shit because even when I release stuff I'm like this is shit and, and, and you know nine times out of ten it's probably not but like I'm so self-critical like everyone is but I feel mm. like men ignore that voice because they have external validation whereas women are so used to being told to shut the fuck up that they just do it to themselves. Yeah,
2: yes. it's, that's 100%. It. Everyone else has done it. So we also do it in turn. I find, I've, I actually have come across that in the last uh, few weeks, just looking at content put out by men as like, this is my valid content. You should watch it because it's really good. And you like, you give it your time and you watch or listen or read whatever it is. And you're like, this is fucking garbage. And I have wasted my time engaging in this. Whereas I would apologise profusely before giving someone any content that would take up any of their sweet valuable time. Like I just, it's such a different approach to content creation that men just presume that you watching their content is a gift to you. Literally, it, it's
1: it's it's a weird dichotomy because when I receive criticism, sometimes it's like, oh, why don't you like my videos? Oh, you're dead smug. How? Fucking how? I'm sorry, but how? How am I smug? Go on, tell me. Is it because I'm I'm deigning to be female while approaching a passion? So at no point have I come out and said, "Oh, I'm an expert in the Scots language." Because I'm sorry, they're raw deed. Like you know, we're <laughs> all just reading books. Like you know, we're all just learning and being passionate. Whereas because I'm I'm supposed to come on my videos and be like and be meek and humble and like, oh guys. I'm I I don't know if this is a word or I do. I do know that's a word because I researched it. When my big ass woman brain like, you know, it, it's it's bullshit. I'm not I'm not some wee lassie that's just, you know, it's just going to sit and and and, sit and guess myself. If I've researched something and I have the, you know, the knowledge and the, the research and things like I I'm I'm a linguist. I study languages at university. I've done linguistics university. I know what I'm
3: talking about. Hodge and last. Love it. Yes, 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 love it, love it. Um on that note,
0: Lenny Penny, welcome to the persistent and Nasty podcast. It is joyful Thank to you have me. you here. <laughs> oh, um so for oh, our uh, <laughs> audience that may not know, you are a Scots poet and your kind of profile has really amped up over the last little while, which we can talk about in a wee bit. But first of all, let's talk about your freaking beautiful poetry, because it is fucking beautiful.
1: Ah, oh, here I'm, so, you know, I'm sitting here nodding, and I just realised nobody can see that. <laughs> I'm nodding like a donkey, like aye, ah, got yeah, But yeah. I'm really glad that you like my poems. Um, I like Love. them.
0: <laughs> Love. Um, no, my uncle saw your video um that you did for Lidl and uh, sent it to our family chat and was like, oh, I'm green, I want to come home. And I was like, Well, don't move to fucking Australia the then. So you know. I mean, fair enough. There's I, animals I, there that kill
1: you. Like just you know. I mean, there's there's fully animals that will kill you here. It's I just, mean, true, but you know they, they wear suits and starve wins. Yes. <laughs>
2: oh my and god. And this is where this podcast border. is going. Yeah, and
1: they don't close borders and protect
2: people from COVID. Oh, no! fucking last minute.
1: I mean, at this, least at least a kangaroo is cute if it kicks you in the face. Like This is you know. true. This is true.
2: Count your blessings if you get kicked by a kangaroo or bitten by a spider.
0: Instead of being run by a Tory government. Anyway! Oh. <laughs> We're going to get oh. cancel. <laughs> oh, cancel is a way. Yeah, whatever.
1: It's the, thing, the thing is, like, so, so many people on, on Twitter are like, like, um, I'm so glad that you're apolitical Because I wouldn't follow you If there was even the slightest hint of Scottish nationalism And I'm like,
3: just say it a Tory Fully really just say it a Tory Like clearest, oh, oh, clearest Just say it a Tory But isn't that
0: interesting though Because what has your pol- political opinion got to do with your poetry? So, you know, there's novels Absolutely that- damn all Exactly, there's novelists and there's TV uh, stars and musicians that people will listen to and appreciate their music, and you don't know where they sit politically. I mean, actors do tend to be quite
1: political and are quite loud. Yeah, about it. Or, or you do, and you respect them for having a different opinion, providing yeah. it's not invalidating someone's existence. I mean, there's very high-profile uh, authors, playwrights,
2: yeah, who won't get name dropped because they don't screenwriters
1: who come out and say some no they won't um we're gonna when guardian levio saw that out of the chat um <laughs> but like it's you're like that was a really people good to who, like who are coming out and saying some i was like i'm gonna drop that in the air. <laughs> <laughs> i loved how
2: you just did a wee smile like that was fucking good
1: <laughs> I, I know like, that but this better be lagged stopping it better be like stopping these bitches for laughing at this because if this is going unacknowledged I'm leaving (laughs) um (laughs) acknowledged thank you um yeah so I'm not political because it's not relevant to my work I mean I could come on and be a political account and what about it
2: Mm -hmm. do you know what it is though it's people uh, as soon as you are in the public eye you are public property because of social media and it I mean it's like um, in fact I'm not even going to like open that can of worms it's people thinking they own other people and people thinking they own countries and people thinking they own land and they own authority like it, it's people believing they have ownership of something that they don't none of us own anything owning things is fucking made up in bullshit anyway like we literally are bits of water and some electricity and some other bullshit like magic stuff that makes us humans therefore just bubble on in this world and get through
1: it and stop you ever, you you ever written a poem because you should write that down that's quite that's quite <laughs> that <was> profound <laughs> just bubble on just bubble bubble on, on, lads.
2: <laughs> listen i'm not a
1: linguist <laughs> that's another we like me recording to the men on twitter what oh. do i know oh what do i know
0: so let's talk about your poetry before we get to ah, the yes. men on twitter because your poetry is
1: for word word play
3: foreplay and then let's get down to the good stuff yeah let's do it um so when did you start writing i want i don't want to be wanky
1: and say like when i was born but fully like you know i've always i've always like written wee things and just showed my mom and my mom always goes oh that's amazing because she's my mom and you know i could literally have just shat on the page and get it done she'd be like oh this is phenomenal you're my wee win. But no, I, I, I always, like, I wrote stuff because I had no friends. So I read stuff and then I wanted to try my own stuff. And, and then when I started competing doing the Barnes poetry, it really, you know, it made me feel like it was a culture that I resonated with. And I it was, you know, a man's words, but I always tried to pick poems today that were, you know, my friends laugh because when they'd always you know at competitions they'd be like oh you always do the slutty ones so I did the slutty poems because they're they're poems he wrote from the female perspective about trying to entice men and there was something quite empowering about being able to stand up and and reclaim that and, and have a woman doing it um but of course I was you know I started doing that when I was about eight and finished when I was about 16 competing so I was I was engaging with material that I didn't quite understand at that age and uh, it was it was a weird culture of um sort of barn suppers and stuff like that and and I did quite a lot of the barn circuits around that time because you you people would just ask you to come and do their stuff but it's so male oriented and dominant that I'd leave barn suppers feeling sexualized at a very young age because you know I'd get all dolled up I'd stand there I'd do a wee poem you know and then as you walked as you went back to your seat you'd get pats on the arse and stuff and and it's 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 just it's such a a strange a strange feeling and a strange part of of the Scottish literary scene is that we only seem to hear you know when people talk about the greats they talk about you know sir like Walter Scott and and Robert Barnes and it's like I I actively sought out female voices for the kind of poetry that I write, and 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 I feel like it should be taught more in schools because we don't. There was no Scots from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to study Scots, you'd be studying Burns. Yeah. And while I have immense respect for for Robert Burns's work, and and he is genuinely my inspiration, literary inspiration. I I I feel it's such a shame because those voices are out there. We just did not teach the winds that Yeah, and it's 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 shit. Which it's nice now because there's teachers getting in contact with me, and I'm incredibly humbled by it. Saying like, "Oh, can I use your poem for classes?" And I'm like, "Absolutely, like absolutely, you can." Because yeah. that's that's insane to me. The fact that not only is Scots being taught in schools more, but people might actually be using my work as an example is something that I just I never anticipated with this and I'm just oh it just blows my mind constantly.
3: Where did so, you grow up?
1: Uh, I gr- I was born and raised in Airdrie I call it Glasgow <laughs> <Glesk> Jason <adjacent>. um, <laughs> uh, but I moved when I was uh, quite young to Dunblane in the central belt so that was a bit of like, you know, fish out of water hang with the accent. Cause mm. you you like you learn very quickly that some accents are just not so I've got like I've got a home voice and I've got a work voice and a uni voice, you know what I Because mean? I study at St Andrews now. So I live in
3: Fife. Um so I don't know if you've ever been to St Andrews. Yep. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like
1: you know yep. I, I've, I've been told through my various academic pursuits not by teachers and not you know just that my accent's unprofessional Um, the way I speak is is not conducive to a St Andrew student what they're trying to promote or the worst that uh, I heard was that my passion when I speak in a Scottish accent passion can be misconstrued as confrontational behavior but Jada Ken is if that's because I'm Scottish or because I'm a woman because I guarantee you I've heard passionate male voices with a Scottish accent mm. and they've described them confrontational.
2: But you, can, and, but you can hear the Scots accent when it gets passionate. It's got this like passionate anger. But you're right, when you hear a man do it, you're like, oh, he's off, he's like ready to like go to war, blah, blah, blah. Like all those like connotations. But fucking bullshit, man, isn't it?
1: because it's, it's like it's weird because the, the the comments that I get the neg I'm going to call them negative even though they think they're being positive is oh I don't care what you say as long as you're saying it like that or you know oh I love it when you get angry all I want is just a, a Scottish woman to yell at me and I'm like come on listen to what I'm saying I'm not coming on here and being a wee performing monkey for you in a Scottish accent what I'm saying is is I hope sentient and valid enough that it 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 you know you you'd listen if it was any other accent you would listen yeah like then they just say oh I don't care what you're saying just keep saying it it's like that's bullshit I'm not coming I could be coming on here and saying I hate you know I want to feast on the souls of the innocent listen to what I'm saying because it's quite it's quite important you well,
2: know? It's, it's intelligent word smithery it's <laughs> like that's it
1: i'm just having fun like <laughs> that's if you do understand like i i get accused of the other day of 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 being a paid plant for the SNP to brainwash oh. um to, they said this is something like it starts with a wink and then before you know it she's trying to push an agenda and i'm like oh my god could i be making money off this i mean
0: yeah you could be but um okay i wouldn't i wouldn't but like oh. Also, where are we in society that somebody who's um, making art is now a plant for the government or the Scottish, uh, the Scottish government
3: and a Scottish, the Scottish National Party? I make absolutely no money for my tweets.
1: It's just incoherent mentally ill ramblings, okay? <laughs> what government would attach themselves to that? i want to live in a world where the government talks like that if 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 the government talked like normal people i would love that world
3: yeah i was watching
2: sorry i'm like just because you said that about like people like see if the government spoke like normal people i watched that matt Matt hancock clip this morning with pierce morgan i was just
1: about to say that i wasn't
2: it on you go and say because i just like that's exactly what i thought watching it like Could you not just answer the question like a
1: normal human? Like, why do you have to be a fucking lizard about it? People always say to me, Oh, you know, you should go into politics and you should go into politics. I couldn't, I couldn't. They fucking soul politics. Can you imagine? I'd vault the table and strangle the bastards. (laughs) Remember that time they got upset about being called the C word? Yeah. (laughs) I swear to, oh, mate. Oh, no. I could, no, because the thing is, it's no just words. If it was just words, you know, Everybody would be like, oh, you know, let's be nice, let's be civil. You are starving Wayne's.
3: There's no recourse. There's not there's nothing I can say that's going to upset you as much as Wayne's starving.
1: And I don't I don't understand how you can sleep at night. I don't understand how you can live with yourself, how you can have that cognitive dissonance to go home to your own Wains, who are perfectly fed and warm. Mm-hmm. and happy and content and will never need to know how it feels Th- these people will never need to know the shame of looking at their wains and thinking do i heat you or feed you ye? yeah do i you know do i send you to school in dirty clays do i send you to school unwashed because we can't afford hot water or do i give you a cold shower yeah the the choices That these people will never have to face, and that's that's why I could never go into politics because I can't see them as equals. I couldn't have a reasonable and rational debate as to whether children should die or not. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: That is not humanity. That is not that's not politics. It's not politics, but this and that. It shouldn't even be. It
0: shouldn't be a discussion that our children are starving. It should. We are in twenty twenty one in one of the richest countries in the
3: world, our children should not be starving. That's why a lot of the independence stuff
1: falls flat for me because as far as I'm concerned, the debate shouldn't be about identity. It should be about morality. I'll vote for whoever is going to feed the Waynes. You know, if if there was a Wayne feeding party, I'd vote for them if there were if there were people who came out and said I'm going to make sure everyone in this country is respected everyone is fed everyone is heated everyone is happy I would vote for them and I'm sick of people sitting throwing stones at each other because of identity and politics when it's actually just we need to just take it back to morals and empathy it's absolute bullshit and it's it's you know that's, uh, I'm not going to come out and say this party's good, this party's good because any party that can sit back and not criticise
3: these people is complicit. Yeah. Preach. Yeah, I'm just letting shouldn't that be up exactly. to, It shouldn't be up to footballers to be... No, it shouldn't be.
2: And it shouldn't be up to charities to pick up the slack when companies are being paid to do that work. And
1: when money can
3: be
1: re- those food parcels, Horrific. It's absolutely like I, I'm, a chef. I'm a chef. I work with food all the time. You know, I've, I've cooked for my family. I've cooked for myself. I've, I've, you know, I've stretched out the occasional thing when I've been depressed and I haven't been able to get food in. So you think, okay, how many meals can I get out of this before I have yeah. to go to the shops? That's taking the piss.
3: That's taking the piss and and i am i am absolutely sickened with impotence because there's
1: nothing i can do i have i have a platform i can speak about it i can try and you know comfort people i can i i have no power and the people who have power have power because they are willing to ignore injustice
2: it's really overwhelming at the moment how insignificant our anger is Because there are so many people Who are angry at this injustice And appalled And the fact that This is not new This anger has happened It happened at the very beginning of the lockdown Last time When they weren't feeding the fucking children It's it's happened years ago it's When they were really-
0: also letting our elderly die As well At the very start of lockdown The UK government was all for herd immunity and basically letting our elderly oh, die. There was a hashtag, Boris the Butcher. So, you know.
1: You just think to yourself, and then we when, got- when, they say, when they say the elderly and the sick, they don't mean their elderly and sick. No, they don't. They mean our elderly and sick. Yeah. My parents are both vulnerable, you know. I Was I supposed to, to go to my job and visit home and just hope they don't get sick. I stayed away from home for six months. I spent my birthday with no human contact. I lived alone in a flat for six months. Very mentally ill, exceptionally mentally. Ill. That nearly took me out. But I thought to myself, that's a sacrifice I'm going to make because I couldn't live for myself if anything happened to my parents because of me. Having said that, my wee brother still had to go to school my big sister still had to go to work so and in the end it may have been a meaningless sacrifice but at the same time i worked a customer facing job i was with people who refused to put masks on i was getting a bus every day with people who were wearing their mask around their chin any one of those people could have gave me covid and i could have come home and gave my parents covid yeah so there's people making the sacrifices and there's people who can't make the sacrifices yeah. it's easy to sit back and say oh you're doing this or you're doing that some people can't.
3: Yeah, exactly. I'd much rather somebody went for a coffee with a pal than slit their own wrists. Yeah. And it's it's pitting mentally ill people against people who care
1: about their family that I just absolutely can't all because it's it's not a choice for
3: some people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just oh, again, uh, there's a huge difference between. Somebody seeing their friend
0: for a coffee and a walk and a and a, a bit of contact and conversation than a house party. That's not like they're not exactly. they're not comparable. So you can't you can't do that. But the, it's what governments do. It's what in particular um to the right tend to do. They like to pit us against each other, so the narrative gets dropped in through the media that it's that person's fault it's that person's fault when actually the reality is they should have closed the borders at the very beginning like New Zealand yes but you should have been in full lockdown like we were but nobody should have been coming in and out of the country
1: it's just it's the it's the. point when an
0: island. it's not that fucking hard
1: literally <laughs> it, it was it was it was the, there was a point during the year where I could work a shift
3: all day with people from different households and they could give me a lift home or I, I had to leave the bar as soon as I clocked out because I was a student and the students were discouraged
1: from being in the bars so I'm good enough to work all day in the bar but I'm no good enough to stay in the bar and have a drink yeah and all this like eat out to help out sit down <sighs> and put a mask on to stand up you got to put It's what the fuck
2: it's a load of wank
1: literally like i'm sorry i I was i was at tables taking orders for people with no mask on
3: just because they're sitting down doesn't mean the covid can't get to me
0: yeah and this is a whole uh, and it's a huge topic but it's also it's the jobs that are not considered by certain people to be of a worthwhile level
3: Mm -hmm.
0: because you know Our service staff, um, those people who work in supermarkets, delivery drivers, where is the consideration for them over this whole time? There hasn't been, and it's only now that they're getting pressure on, like, you know, the shop workers, etc. But prior to that, it was like, you need to do your work. and Because most of them are from low income families, Mm -hmm.
1: they don't have a choice they need it's, to go to work when they were saying like oh you know record number of cases between 18 to 25s who do you think's still working yeah you know it's i guarantee you i guarantee you the people having the house parties yes they're bastards okay but there's more people who were literally just going to work and catching you yeah.
0: i mean i live i live in Shorelands. there's a tesco metro across the road. I think of all the staff the average age if i was to do average is probably about 22 Same there's with a couple grade. there's a couple of older members of staff and um, maybe in their 40s but the rest of them are young people in their 20s
1: and so, we're terrified yeah yeah exactly. absolutely terrified
0: and because you're also having to deal with absolute arseholes who won't wear a mask just fucking put the mask on when you're in the shop even even if it does nothing right, even if it does nothing, it gives people a sense of protection literally and it's all about how things are perceived and right now, that's also an act of kindness, I think, because mm-hmm. you show that you care about your your fellow human beings right now for me, if you I, I can understand why people well I can I'm kind of struggling with that, but um I'm trying to be fair um But for me, I'm not wearing my mask for me. Actually. Actually not wearing it for me. I'm wearing it for everybody else. I'm wearing it so that somebody who's working in Tesco isn't having to go home to their parent or possibly their grandparent or their child who's maybe
3: got um, a vulnerability Mm -hmm. and give them a potentially life-threatening disease. The weirdest part was like, I was clocking into work
1: working in the kitchen say I've got like a 10 11 hour shift mask on all the time legitimately all the time I even I kept the mask on I went for a pee and that because it's like uh, you know who can be arsed taking on and off again and it's like it's because we've got like we've got ones that you just tie on so it's like tied on tight and undone knots and stuff I'm not that good with it so you know I'd wear a mask for the whole day in a hot, sweaty fucking kitchen.
3: And you'd come out and people were complaining about having to wear it on a bus. And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. My wee
1: brothers get asthma. My mum's got asthma. My sisters got asthma. They're all wearing the mask. You know what I mean? Like, they have to wear masks. Put the mask on. Like, it's not hard. Put the mask on fucking put the mask on that's it I don't care I genuinely don't care and I understand there's people who cannot wear them legitimately for medical reasons um or you know sensory processing reasons or you know people who are neurodivergent and find it very difficult to deal with wearing a mask I understand that completely I do and you know things should be put in place but there's no way that we should be coming into contact with each other unprotected you, you, I think just Jacinda Arden said something like, You must act like you have COVID. And that truly is the only way to get through this. Because if you're just, you know, easy ozy, oh, you know, I, I might not I'll no get it, I'll no get
3: it on you'll get it. You just fucking will. You'll get it. And it might not kill you, but it will kill other people. And just like
1: how can you live with yourself if you do that to someone? it's really fascinating I remember thinking
0: at the start of this I was like I wonder if it's going to change us as a society and we're going to have more empathy and and actually it's like it's like we're now at this point we're 10 months in and I'm like nearly 11 months in and I'm like it's actually making most of you even more dickish than you were before and selfish and it's it's disappointing. Um.
2: But Elaine, you've said before at the point that we care and we don't understand how people couldn't care because we care so much. Whereas the people that don't care, don't care. And so therefore they don't think about other people. They don't care about the consequences because they don't
1: care. And like... And it's a mind fuck. I can't understand how you can't care. Like I was I talking I about this the other day, where I was like, um, I, I was sitting, I was going through the hate I got, and I just sat there thinking, how can you not understand what this is doing to someone? Mm. And then I started thinking about, it. I was like, you do understand, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, 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 I find that quite heartening and quite, you know, it makes me feel better about myself because it's like, I like that I'm naive enough to assume that everyone's a good person yeah and I don't ever want to lose that I've still fucking got that and it's it's like I mean it crushes you it
0: crushes you quite a lot but it's also a really nice fact of like I always believe I'll always believe in the good of uh, someone and then they'll fucking let me down I'm like oh dick I used to dm my haters apologizing oh wow we need to get to that in a little minute <laughs> wow but before we do so starting on the fact that you've got this um, profile on twitter mm. and um we'll move away from covid for just now it's all encompassing though it is, it's, it's everywhere um so you started putting out your poetry on your youtube channel right uh, i think twitter, twitter came first twitter came first right okay. uh, so you just did your short
3: It was just word of the day from
1: from the the second of July, I'm I'm nearly on day two hundred. Um I I did my word of the day and then I I think it was somebody asked me to read a poem. So I read somebody else's poem and then I thought, hold on, you might like my poetry. And I put one up and you know, two hundred people liked it. It was nice. I was buzzing off my tits and then, you know, I did a Scots one. Billy Kay, absolute legend, retweeted it and boom. Them. How mad's that? Like, isn't the internet a
2: wonderful, magical device of and
3: like?
2: <laughs>
1: you I, just I, can't even figure it out. Like, I don't know if I'm if I'm spiritual or if I believe in the universe or
3: that, but something told me in my soul to send that to Billy Kay. Legit. Like, I had just come out the
1: shower. This is really weird. I had just come out the shower. Was wearing my house coat or dressing gown or goonie just to be sensitive to every single community. <laughs> cover all pieces.
0: Cover all pieces. That's one of
1: the most controversial things you can say. It really is in Scotland. It really is. <laughs> so I, I was sitting there in my in my my robe um as I am wont to do after a shower because I kind of getting dressed. And I thought to myself, hold on, I'm going to DM this to him. And something it something guided my hand. I don't care what it was. But then I obviously I just had my shower, pleated my hair, went to my bed, woke up and shit hit the fan I like that little bit of
2: ASMR like I'm coming close and I'm letting you know (laughs)
1: lads it went mental it was extreme um
0: yeah so you woke up and the
1: shit had hit the fan I was buzzing I was actually buzzing because I mean ah it was mental I just can't describe because like I I am a very shy introverted person I genuinely am like I'm not just saying that to be I, I I get my pals to order food for me at the restaurant like I get very anxious before coming on here I get very anxious before doing anything before posting I've got to like spend an hour in my bed hyping myself up like I'm, I'm a wee depressed anxious smout so for people to like perceive me was very strange I hate it <laughs> like my, my pals are like oh my god you've got so many followers and I'm like I fucking hate it no, don't get me wrong like I love the people the people themselves but being perceived is
3: terrifying because people know it's the weirdest shit and it's yeah. like you know like someone like I, I see this
1: is the fact that I know I, I wasn't prepared for this reaction to my first video I'm not having children was recorded in my pyjamas no bra I was just about to take my makeup off I just thought, oh, this is a cutie poem. I'll post it so my mum can see it. Like, and it's in my like Slytherin nighty. So someone quote tweeted and put trigger warning Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's I love that. I just I love that. That's a thing. Um, but at the same time, I I just and now before I upload, I'm just I have to have makeup on. I have to look nice. I have to make sure there's no you know incriminating objects in the background, like. Cause the whole—I don't know if you saw the whole unmade bed saga.
0: I saw a little bit. I—I—I I, I feel that like you just go with the unmade bed. I've
1: not seen it's it. A, it's a meme. So basically, like, I, my bed is never made, and at home I'm a flat. It's very noticeable. But you know, I'm a twenty-one-year-old depressed woman. I—I—I I, I, I personally have never made a bed. Don't tend to. Don't like it. It's weird. We're not wasting the spoon. Who the fuck, who makes, okay, I, I, more power to people who make their beds. I don't. Somebody accused me of using my bed as a tool to entice men. It was it was put in a list, it was a massive big collage of things that I was doing to sexualise myself. So we had pigtails, we had cleavage, we had taken selfies in the bathroom. Um, First of all, how privileged are you, you've got a mirror in your room? Like, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've only got one mar in my, my flat and it's in the bathroom. So yes, I'm getting toilet selfies. Um like it it was put in a massive big list and I w- I had just filmed the the poem for Lidl and um I was in the car park waiting on my taxi home because I'm bougie like that and I can't drive. Um and You were I read, chauffeured home. I was I was chauffeured home by a lovely guy. We had such a good chat. It was an hour long drive. I'll
3: fucking love that guy.
1: Anyway, um so what was this? Oh I I, Um so the the fuck, this
2: this list of all the these list, things the you're list. doing to sexualize yourself yes yeah.
1: it was, it was pit screenshots See, every video I'd done where I'd had even the slightest bit of tatage out and um
3: like it was heinous and so I just I just burst into tears started greeting in the car park because I was like what the fuck I was like this is this is awful this is this is someone who's gone back and, and you
1: know, it continued. The hate from that person continued and continued and continued. And I sat there thinking, shit, have I been sexualizing myself? And, and you know, then I got hefty para about the bed in the background. But then, uh, you know, after a wee while, I absolutely ran with it. And, you know, had the caution unmade bed sign at home. And, like, you know, it's an in-joke now. Because at the same time, I've got a pal who uploads poems. We've done a poem together. And... He has his bed in the background, you know, and Make nobody's it ever.
3: Because,
1: it. because I'm a woman, and everything I do is inherently sexual, and for the perception of men.
3: Hmm. I am very aware that the majority of my following are men, um, and contrary to popular belief, most of them don't want to shag me. Because they're all older men, who. And I get some phenomenal DMs
1: for older men who say, I don't want to say this because I don't want to be perceived as being, but I showed my granddaughter this, you remind me of her. Oh, I've lost my wife, you remind me of her. Or, oh, you know, I've not heard these words since my mum said this, you remind me of, of all the things, you know. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing where people perceive male affection as sexual. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem that I encounter a lot because I've got loads of male pals. I've got an absolute of male pals and none of it's sexual. You know, like affection, I feel like men should be more accepting of affection, but also accepting of giving affection and not having that perceived as being inherently sexual. Because you know yourself, whenever someone comments something nice and someone goes underneath, oh, she's not going to shag you, mate.
2: Yeah. That's toxic. It's so toxic. It's keeping men in their box and women in their box. Women have to be sexual and do everything for the male gaze. Men, like, are only allowed to be emotionless bots.
1: I tell my male pals... vulnerability. I tell my male pals every single conversation we have, I love you. I say it, and then it it gets me in a lot of trouble because then I'll start talking to someone romantically and be like, two dates in and be like, about to drop the L-bomb, but... um, like with male pals I always say I love you and at first it feels weird to them because they only hear that for their mum or their girlfriend and I'm like I tell my female pals I love them why not my male pals yeah because love men I feel like don't get enough non-sexual love because like their 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 bros might not say I love you they're you know their their female pals are very restrained because they don't want to lead them on but I feel like this sort of friendship as a consolation prize is a very toxic attitude to have. It shouldn't be like, I've got a male pal because he wants to shag me and I said no. It's like, no, I've got a male pal because he does poetry. We have such a good connection with each other. Or I've got a male pal, we play chess together. Or I've got a male pal, he's just a sound lad. Yeah, he's just a, a
3: good person.
1: Men are people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's a weird concept for many men to get around but men are people and women are people and can we not just be people together
0: well this is yeah it's because society doesn't want us to be together though because then you know we talk about you know the fact that women are so sexualized in a everything that we do and obviously you know we can look at where it comes from and it comes from a lot of it comes from the Bible. But actually, as well, where it comes from, especially within our society right now, is capitalism.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you're you're supposed to be as attractive as you can to be to a man. Mm-hmm. So that means having your hair done, your makeup done, uh, making sure you've got the right clothes, underwear, etc., uh, going to the gym. Now it's becoming much more for guys, that as well. Definitely. Um far more. And also. Like you like years ago they used to was it the eighties and nineties, they started talking about the pink pound when they realized oh. like the money they could get from um uh gay men.
1: It's just like as you were saying there, like the the perception of attractiveness and beauty as being synonymous with each other is so strange because like I put I mean, no offence to you's you are gorgeous girls and I'm no I'm no slagging you but I put makeup on the day just for you and I have no intention of having sex with either of you. oh
2: what yeah. all
1: right, I know what's it's the fucking
2: point why else would we do podcasts if not to seduce all the brilliant women, women. In
1: no, not a single man will lay eyes on me today I still put makeup on
0: but that's okay because if you're doing it for you that's because I do makeup yeah. for me I think like but we're sold it yeah we're sold it as a different thing
1: People can't understand why I'd put makeup on if it's not for a man to perceive.
0: Mm. And that's the thing. Whereas
2: as I'm, if I don't
1: exist. unless I am I am that which others perceive. Do
2: you know what I've noticed? I, so I, I used to be a makeup artist. In fact, I'm still a makeup artist, but I don't do it as uh, often as a job. Mm. And when I look, I, I was looking at a picture of myself the other day. And then when I look at my makeup, I, when I first started out, like wearing like lots of makeup and like playing with loads of different things for the job all my makeup was very like big sexy eyes like soft but like very like pretty lips like I look back on the picture I'm like god I look really like pretty and like I just look really be- like what I would say is like I look really beautiful yeah and like it was so bizarre because I had this like thought as I was looking at my picture, and I was like, "Why have I just thought I look beautiful when I do my makeup now and I wear like colorful eyeliner and I wear like, like like a good bit of blush? Like I wear much more like statement makeup looks that I like the colors, so I do it like that, and it's not the stereotype like sexy like big like the Audrey Hepburn like eye kind of thing." And it was that kind of like interesting observation of me recognizing that I've had that journey with my own makeup, whereas now, where now the makeup is for me and what I want to put on, opposed to doing the makeup trends that make me the stereotypically like doughy eyed like feminine beauty standard. I, I like. I'm just dropping that in there because we're kind of talking about makeup but it was a bizarre realization for me to look at that and be like god I even internalized it like looking back at myself being like oh I was I used to be so pretty and I didn't see it at the time but I see it now and then I was like hang fucking fire Misha you still look like that you daft cow <laughs> your but face hasn't you-
1: changed since you were four years old
3: <laughs> would you put a, a selfie of yourself up and say I look really pretty in this i might do now but i would do it like sarcastically so you would never
1: you would never come out and say god i look hot in this picture
3: i feel like i maybe have but again like would say
2: it but i would make a joke about it so i would like say it but undermine it so you'd make it like tongue in cheek because
1: any expression of confidence might be perceived as arrogant. it's too much absolutely women can't be
2: arrogant intimidating
1: i i get that a lot with i mean in my job like it's we're working in a kitchen like being a woman there's a very a difficult line to toe between being confident and being arrogant yeah and like oftentimes on twitter it's the same kind of thing because there's female academics who will come out and defend me and there's there's people like you know Janie Godley came out and defended me she got a lot of hate for that because people say oh I can't believe you're defending that
3: smug arrogant wee prick and I'm like how am I arrogant what where is I I I, I'm a humble person
1: like I I'll never I'll never say I'm the the smartest person in the room or even the person that knows the most about Scots or anything like I I defer almost every point to somebody with a more you know, in-depth research, a more in-depth qualification, a better lived experience to any issue. So I actually then came where the the accusation of arrogance comes from. The accusation
0: of arrogance comes from their lack of knowledge and
3: the fact that they feel threatened. It's not about you. Certainly not on Twitter it's it's hard
1: it's very hard for me because I am a a very sensitive person
0: oh I know like by I say that with if that was coming at me yeah I would be feeling the exact same but me saying that to you is just somewhere in there one day if you're having a really shitty day just remember it's not that's their shit
1: it's like the, but that the doesn't day,
0: help you in the moment because that's not no, because no. what like,
1: you're getting is the day before i think it was like the two days before christmas um when that big pile on with george galloway happened um i was if i'd been at home and i said this and people are overreacting if i'd been at home on my own when that happened i would not know if i'd still be here
2: what had happened
1: with that so Sorry, basically uh, George Galloway, and you might not be aware of his work if you haven't seen Big Brother, but um, <laughs> I didn't in who he was um, and that's not me being shady or in Like genuinely, I did not have a fucking clue who he was. I
2: don't know who he is but and I don't know a- who most people are most movies I don't, I don't
1: know. He's, Apparently, a, he's he politician? a politician. Oh, Aye. Right, okay. he, he, used, he did something, it used to be something and then he changed his mind because it was yeah. popular. Um, which more power to him. Uh, I might come out one day and say Scots is shite if it makes me more money. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, he he basically has about four hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Um, which yeah, his his Twitter deck is bigger than mine. Um, so basically he does this thing where somebody will send him something that is nationalist, Scottish nationalist, or is perceived to be Scottish nationalism, and he will quote tweet it with just the words scottish nationalist or the future of scottish nationalism or something to that ilk he will he will he will flag them and there's precedent for this because i went back as soon as i found out this had happened so he quote he blocked me first and then quote tweeted me a
3: bag move um i mean i can't even so you're going to do that pal
0: but you're going to block, first of all, because you can't possibly be engaged
1: in an actual conversation. So I didn't know what was happening because if someone blocks you, you kind of see their quote tweets. So I had no idea what had happened. I just started receiving hundreds and I'm no kidding hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hate messages ranging from you're an SNP whore to oh, you'd be hotter if you had tits. What the fuck is this bullshit? Are you mentally unstable? You know, ableist slurs slurs against you know communities of people who have been oppressed you know slurs against the traveler community slurs against um you know classism sexism just heinous shit basically
3: so i was sitting there thinking oh what was the word of the day did i did i did i say something wrong is this is this a,
1: a very controversial word so as, as more and more hate started coming in i just i was inconsolable. I was just sobbing. I was having a panic attack. I was like, "What have I done?" I says, "What, what, what have I done? What, how can I apologize for this?" And then my pal sent me a message, being like, "Here, when did you start talking to George Galloway?" I says, "How?" He says, "Well, you've pissed him off on Twitter, so he followed him and saw what was going on and saw that." And I was like, "What the hell?" So I, I, I logged of Twitter, um, and had a look at his thing, and oh my god, that's where it was coming from and the hippo and I, I you know I I, I I added him and I said if you've got you know if, if there's something you want to discuss something or you want to you know talk about something can you can you unblock me so we can discuss this because I was like I'm not a nationalist I'm not political I'm just a, I just like words and um and then he did it again like a couple of days later he, he, he put what what is wrong with you underneath one of my videos and and I like and I make it very clear, like I wear my heart on my sleeve and I make it very clear to people, you do hurt me, you do upset me, you're bullying a, a mentally ill person, you know, you, you, you will read one day, potentially, in my obituary, that it was the bullying that killed me. So why would you continue? And, and it's not like it was some sort of nameless, faceless troll. This is a man who is respected by certain people. I could, you know, politically, he has, he has huge, you know, he, he, he's, he's brushed shoulders with people in parliament, with, you know, world leaders. And this is someone who's bullying a 21-year-old with depression who's been open about it. I'm not one of these people that sits back and says, oh, you can't hurt me. Oh, go on, give it your best shot. Do not give it your best shot. I am very depressed. It hurts me. I cry. Like, yeah, i come back with some snappy-ass comebacks and some sassy wordplay and, you know, I'll I'll try and take them down a peg. But at the end of the day, I was up till 5.30 in the morning yesterday greeting about about Twitter. And, you know, on his feed, because I tried to humanise him and have compassion and think, well, what's going on in his life? On his feed,
3: he talks about his granddaughter. And I was just sitting there thinking, I am somebody's granddaughter, you know? I would never even I would my grandparents would be disgusted
1: they would be distraught my parents had to see all that they were they were disgusted they were they were they had no idea what to do my mum was just sitting you know holding me as I was shaking you know because she was just like I don't know how to stop this because people are you know it's, it's an old meme where it's like what is cyberbullying just turn off the phone this is my work you know, this is how this is how I make myself happy. This is this has been such a positive influence for me. I started word of the day during lockdown because I needed an excuse to get up, up out of bed. Because I was just depressed, lying in bed day after day. So I thought, oh, I'll get up and have some accountability. And to see that turned into something that's just because there's nothing I can do to to there's no recourse. I report it to Twitter. It doesn't violate the rules. You know? They make another account. I block them they make another account it's George with 50 no's
3: at the end instead of 60 no's like there's no recourse for me and at the end of the day I am doing all of this for free this is this is just
1: a fun passion project for me to share my poems and my book you know for me to for me to share words and and what I'm you know learn along with people and you know if you went into your job, if you clocked in, and within the first fifteen minutes, when I wake up in the morning, I'm a whore, I'm a bitch, I'm a slut, I'm a waste of space, I'm a waste of oxygen, I should just kill
3: myself. um I speak like a, a insert ableist slur. I'm an arrogant bitch. I'm, you know, I, I
1: deserve death and and pain and all this. And it's like, if you went, in, if you clocked into your work and you
3: heard that, would you stay there? This is
2: the thing with the internet, isn't it? And this is—it's such a a difficult. It's the the shadow side. It's the dark side. It's the the underworld of social media in that. It is in. It was created as a social platform, for people to share, creativity, Mm -hmm. enjoyment, keep connected with friends, keep connected with family. But like so many things, that privilege of like ease of social access is abused by uh, a select few who are hurting. These people are hurting and hurt people hurt people. It doesn't excuse their behavior because hurt people can also heal and
1: stop hurting people. I'm a hurt people. I'm not hurting people. I, right. I I just simply understand that if I hurt people, it makes me an arsehole. Yeah. I would say, I would say hurt arseholes, hurt arsehole hurt people.
2: Okay, I'll correct like, myself. Hurt arseholes, hurt poor people. Like, it's just, it's such a difficult thing because it's exactly the same, like...
0: I'm just going to you know, say it. I'm loving that you're giving them something. I'm going to... They're fucking dicks. <laughs> Sorry. They <laughs>
2: are, but they are. But I just... Like, I feel like to be able to justify maintaining our presence on social media through this and, like, for you to be able to, like, stay on Twitter after this, like, there needs to be a way of justifying and, and recognizing, I'm, I'm sure, because otherwise, like, you
1: would just walk away and,
2: like... But it's the, like, not letting them win,
1: and it's not... Like, I get jobs from this, you know? I, I, I have some. I have commissions on the go. I have charities wanting to work with me. I have people respecting my work, academics. I have conversations with people I never thought I would have conversations with. And it's like, I am, at the end of the day, so fucking out of my depth. When you see the lassies going on Love Island and the hate that they get, unjustified hate, they get like training like social media training and and they have managers and agents and people to sort of deal with that shit i don't at the end of the day it's me sitting in my bedroom on twitter like i am i am so out of my fucking debt and i am so upset by these people and there's no like there's absolutely no there's no justification for it because I see these people. They have children. They're teachers. These aren't these aren't some basement dwelling virgins, as people like to call them. It's like first of all, there's damn all wrong with being a virgin. Second of all, there's damn all wrong with a basement dweller who can afford their own flat in 2021. Second of all, these are not some 17 year old kids trolling for lols. These are your doctors. These are your lawyers. These are your politicians. These are your, these are your teachers, and and these are people who work in supermarkets and in bars. And these is these are normal people. These are people with children and grandchildren and parents and lives and they have somehow managed to convince themselves that they have no accountability.
3: Yeah. And it's like, I know who I am. I'm Len fucking Penny. I am one person facing
1: hundreds of people who hate me and who make it their business to hate me because these are people who when I block, they still stock my stuff. Share it with her friends. These are people who got. When somebody comments on one of my things and they hate me, and they've got
3: ten thousand followers, that's them turn ten thousand people my way. There was a guy. I think his name's Majority. I can't mind what he's called, but he accused me of
1: bullying him when he quote tweeted me saying, "I find you smug and insufferable,"
3: and I quote tweeted him back and said what about my work makes your Willie shrivel up
1: <laughs> and he's saying like i i was i was sending hate his way and i'm like oh look what's this the consequences of my actions i'm sorry this is the first time in your privileged man-ass life that you've had backlash for chatting shite but i'm sorry it's not my fault that people are perceiving your bullshit. Don't... And people are like, oh, she can give it out, but she can't take it. People say that to Janie Godley. If you go out and boot a dog,
3: and the dog bites you. I'm sorry, I'm not blaming a dog. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird, victim-blamey, like, it's such a weird narrative. I, th- I find
2: it really frustrating that these like online actions have tangible consequence to the people but there is no tangible repercussion that can be given back I think there really needs to be like moving forward online profiles need to be more seriously um I don't even know what the word would be like guarded or like monitored like people should not be allowed online presence like there should be like some sort of proper profiling if if there is any sort of like hate coming from your account you're out you like you've lost the privilege of being allowed
1: to go online i've had people say oh you blocked my other account how are you doing this i'm sorry first of all why are you doing this but how are you doing this how in both senses scots and english because fully what do you, what, what do you have? How does that help you? How does that benefit you? What is your goal? Is your goal to make me cry? Is your goal to make me kill myself? Is your goal to make me get off Twitter? Is your goal to make me denounce the Scots language? None of those things are going to happen, hopefully. But at the end of the day,
3: I've never sat down and thought, oh, I don't like this person. Oh, I think I'm going to bully them. There's plenty of people I disagree with. Plenty of people I don't like. Yeah. Plenty of people, you know, they make content. I'm like, ah, shit. I just, I just don't tell them. Why would you
1: tell someone that? Really, why would you tell? Why would you do that? That's just bullshit. Like, you don't see me. You know, it's the same people used to like write these annoying letters and send them to, you know, like Billy K used to get that. He said he's telling me the other day he was like, oh, they, they,
3: they used to write handwrite letters and send them. letters. Like, yeah. And it's like now there's no recourse. Mm-hmm
1: because you're right when you say that the, these words have tangible consequences. I f- I f- some nights I just don't eat my dinner, I just go to bed. Because I'm just like, I can't, I can't throw this. I'm just going to
3: time skip till tomorrow. Because I'm not in a place mentally to deal with it. And it's it's like, it's just so... It's annoying because Twitter is such a positive place for me and I have
1: cultivated a space of... Really great people, you know. It's just I see people comment, and I see this, I see every single comment that comes into my phone. I see every single DM. There's nobody filtering it for me. It's like I, I, I see the love and I, I appreciate the love. And people are like, oh, why don't you just focus on the love? Because if you're in a room and a hundred people are like, oh, you know, you're amazing, and one person goes, you're a whore, die bitch. You're gonna spend the rest of the day thinking, oh my god, that one person hates me especially someone like me who's you know mentally ill and can't let go of things I'm st- you know I, st- I remember every single hate comment I've got because I can't not that's just how my brain works or doesn't work you know it's, it's it's a people expect everybody's brain to work the same way and they they say you know oh I'm a big supporter of mental illness you know I'm, I'm you know people shouldn't kill themselves
3: <laughs> hashtag suicide prevention and then they're the ones bullying me yeah because they're they're, I don't understand how you can compartmentalize your brain
0: in that way so I don't understand how people can go onto any social media platform Twitter does seem to be particularly nasty with it but
3: I believe so is Instagram I've only ever experienced lovely things on Instagram um but you know I don't nobody follows me so it's fine Um, I don't have an Instagram where I would follow (laughs) thanks
0: but um you know uh I don't understand how they can do that though because the because there must be a way to do that when they have children or they have family because there is not one single person on this planet who in some way or another has not been affected by one form of bullying or another somewhere along the line if it hasn't happened to them themselves they will have been witness to it Mm -hmm. or it will have happened
3: to a friend a, a parent a sibling a child a grandchild they might be the perpetrator and what does that, you know, Misha, you were talking about that,
0: that idea of hurt people, hurt people. And, and I know where you were going with that. But there is something online that that block makes it feel like it doesn't actually exist. Like you get to see it and be as nasty and horrible as you can be and then you get to go back and live your little life Without any repercussion And it's what we're talking about, that repercussion I couldn't fucking do that I couldn't live with myself I would be like Oh my god, did I say that to that person And now they think that I mean that it's Fucking going on in my head For
1: hours and hours and hours well, So, so I can't the end of the it's been like I'm really sorry if you got any sort of backlash for this I know you probably didn't mean it Like, And what did
3: they say to you when you did that? It depends. Like some of them were like, the hate I'm getting now because of you has made me suicidal. What's and I'm what? like, you're literally just saying that because you know it's gonna upset me. And it just
1: uh... but it's it's like what we we're saying earlier on. And it's like the, the politicians who can sign a bill, starving wains, and then go home their own wains. Mm. Like cognitive dissonance is a hell of a drug.
3: Mm. And it's it's it's. Uh... Just it does my tits in because it's like I I'm trying so hard to do good Mm -hmm. Let me Like it's not even about Be nice, hashtag be nice Hashtag don't be a fud Yeah. That's it I don't need you to be nice to me Just don't actively try and destroy me
1: Just let me live
0: Yeah you don't need If they don't like what you're doing Don't interact This is the thing that I don't get if you don't enjoy something on social media You can scroll past You don't need to look at it Like I don't understand
3: Like just keep going I have never said to anyone Ever Everybody uses these words No, some of the words are really old I like the really old ones I, really,
0: I like the really old ones too
1: I just feel like You know, Susie Dent, she's lovely She's absolutely lovely Lovely. We have spoken. She is phenomenal.
0: Oh,
3: I love
1: it. She's just, oh my god. We're like, oh, I, I adore her. But
3: she doesn't get this. Thing. I know. And it's like, why? why I think I be her. I, th- I think
0: the horrible thing is that um because they've politicized you, um, and, and they've done that, not you. I and and then it it just brings all this, and it's divisive and it's hateful and it's hate filled. And Susie Dent isn't getting that because, well, you can't politicise size count down. I mean, maybe you can politicise size count down. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't think I would. Um, I work for
1: like old English words.
0: Yeah, and I think like- I think and oh my god. Len, I could keep talking to you for ages but I'm like so aware that we're at time um
3: and maybe we can do another episode at another point but uh, I think like the thing that I wanted to kind of just finish up on is your passion for the Scots language is so inspiring and I think that um like tell me something your favorite Scots words. everyone says this I'm like oh jesus right i like boke. boke boke is my
1: favorite scots word Yep, yeah. boke is a sentence on its own boke is a noun a verb an adjective boke is just everything that i want scots to be Brilliant. i like thrapple Ooh,
2: what does that mean
1: it's a drink that soothes a dry throat
2: thrapple douser. i like that
1: gorgeous that's
0: brilliant it. that is brilliant i mean glake is one of my favorites it's always been
1: one of my favorites you okay. can it. there's there's so many there's so many amazing words um like uh, what i love about the scots language is it's very hard to translate some words you know like there's no curry If your ma says to you come away in and curry doon. What does that mean? Tell me in English what that means. It's a sensation.
2: It's a feeling that all of these haters need to come away in and curry doon Because, like, if they had come away in and curry doon they wouldn't be so fucking angry at the world. <laughs>
1: it's just, it's like there's so many, like, oh, I, I, crab it. It's not, Crabbit, it, yeah. The crab it is not to be angry, it's not to be grumpy. It's not, it's, it's. You're just crabbit. Like, because you can be, you can say crabbit affectionately. Like, you know, you you I always say, oh, dad's crabbit the night. It doesn't mean I don't love him. It doesn't mean he's angry. He's not angry at me. He's just crabbit, like tread lightly.
0: <laughs>
3: yes. I used to always say that about my dad.
1: <laughs> Greeting is not watching. crying.
3: Greeting. Mm-mm. It's not crying.
1: Greeting is not quite crying. There's, Oh, it could be a greeting faced Wayne. You're not oh Peely Wally is another it's of like, my faves.
3: I get called that all the time. Peely-wally. Peely-wally. And it's yeah. not a, it's not an insult. No. <laughs> it's a
1: concern. It's like you're looking off a of peely wally, you want to wee... <laughs> yeah,
3: a yeah, dod yeah. of something? A dod, yeah. How much is a dod? Fuck knows. I don't know. I uh, what I once gave
0: my pal a recipe about something and I went and then put a dod of this in it and she was like I don't know what you mean and I was like just put a dod in yeah but how many teaspoons is that Lena I went I don't know it's a dod just put a dod the oh, my
1: video for dodd was uh, um, everybody's dod is different and nobody knows exactly what a dod is give me metric, give me imperial or give me peace because yeah. what, is, what is a dod? nobody knows just <laughs> it's like there's a, I think it's Italian cooking where an Italian granny will go, quanto basta, like the right amount. Yeah, that's it. You know what a dodd is. Yeah. For your recipe, but if you get somebody else's dodd, that's not that's not that's not specific enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed with that. I love it. Dree's my favourite. I think. Love well, it. I mean, it's one of my other favourites. Dree. I love Dree because, again, no direct translation. Mm-hmm. Drucette is one that got a weird reaction. Cause uh people like obviously when there's someone going, oh, this means wet, dripping wet, everyone is in the comments, like have a wank and calm down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh
1: god like, doesn't mean wet, it means like saturated. It's,
0: so it's so soaking. Solid.
3: It's like oh Drink it, I it's,
1: I'm
0: dr- Dripping, it, it is when your pants are wet, literally. Like you've got that wet that your pants are wet. Yes, your pants and your yes. bra are wet through, soaked through. Yeah, that's what exactly. drink it means.
1: But it's like, I I feel like it's such an absolute gift to have all these words to use in my work because I can have so many cool rhymes, but also I can I can speak in a way that only a select few people can understand. Like the little poem, people were like, oh, I like this. You know, this resonated with me, even though I didn't understand it. And I'm like, I like the fact that you didn't understand it because I I want to write poems that people can... Because if for too long, poetry has been exclusionary to people of a certain quote-unquote education level. I didn't get poetry at school. A lot of people didn't get poetry at school. I want to write poems for the people who didn't get poetry at school so that they can sit there and think, I can this, they didn't can this, I get poetry I say this all the time, I don't ever, I've never written a poem in my life, I write poems
0: poems, I know, I love that I write a poem, it's such a Scottish thing as well <laughs> I've got to learn a poem for school <laughs> <laughs> it's so Scottish
2: I love it, um, I think it's West Coast Scottish though because I say poem Oh, do you? Oh, God. Oh. I know I'm really upset about it. I wish I said poem, but. Poem. Ha, poem. Just say
0: it.
1: Just say Say poem. poem. Okay, I'll start saying poem. That's, that's when you of the vowels for Gaelic. That's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Girl, arum, phylum, poem, sparavactyl vowel. Well.
0: Well, can you can have it. that wee bit of knowledge to go, listeners. <laughs> but before we do go, we love to ask this question. So, Lenny Penny Penny. Okay. We are persistent and nasty, and uh, we called yourself that uh, in reaction to the Elizabeth Warren quote, nevertheless, she persisted. And um, when the man who is about to vacate the White House uh, called Hillary uh, nasty women for daring to give him actual facts um, mm-hmm. in a debate and then there was a twitter hashtag nasty women of all these women that came forward and went well I'm a CEO so therefore I'm nasty women and um, so that's it so we like to know what does persistent and nasty
3: mean to you in my bio I call myself a warrior poet held together with pure
1: spite tape.
3: And it is truly the spite
1: that keeps me going. There is nobody more thrown than
3: me.
0: I, as you said, spite, I swear to God, in my head, I went, oh, that's another. I, in my head, I went, oh, thrawn's another favourite word of mine. My dad used to tell me I was thrown so much. And then you said it. Yes.
1: So hang on, you should get a Scots translation of persistent and nasty, like. Oh my What's,
0: god, we should
2: get Scottish translation of persistence. Spiteful and thrown.
1: Spiteful's not a Scots no. word though.
2: No. Thro- I'm very good at this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like thrown, what would we go for nasty then? Like it. Thrawn and crab it.
0: Thrawn and crabbit. Oh, I like that.
1: Because oh. the thing is, you could go thrown oh, and grab it or be it and grab it or something like that if you Reach were going it to it and grab
0: it. It. I like it.
1: But not by the pussy. Throw and grab it. It's your it and grab it.
3: It's
0: yours if you grab it. <gasps> oh my god! have got. A, I love it. Love well, it. That'll
1: be the episode
0: title. That will be the episode <laughs> title. And also, your a uh, what you've just said there, which is in your bio on your Twitter, is. I mean. It's perfect. Perfect.
1: That does it. everything. I I am held together by, uh, just an unsmoorable smith that is literally just like i i can't die now because like too they many can. people follow me
3: on twitter so i i would feel really awkward if i died now so i guess what it's what can- like, for
1: fuck's sake glenn where's our date word of the day <laughs> No, I, I when I was at my lowest ebb, I was greeting and I was like, i wanted to die. And I phoned my pal and my pal was like, right, let's list some reasons for staying here. Why are you not going to kill yourself? And I was like,
3: who would do the word? <laughs> <laughs> who would do I the Scots you. word of the day?
0: Who would do the Scots word of the day? So you can't. of the just, list, that's it. Although great friend as well. That's really yeah. good friend just to do, give that and then, um, yeah and thank you for being really honest and open about your mental health because it's so important
1: that's why i'm here that's, that's i mean the scott stuff is 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 great my real passion is trying to keep people alive because talking about pandemics fucking suicide
3: yeah like yeah
1: we need we need to do more and the government seem to do more yeah Definitely. So that's why i'm here spite duct tape and an unsmearable spitum
2: thank okay. you thank you thank you where can the listeners find you do you want to give a wee rattle off of some of your ads uh, and if you got a website or anything you got anything
1: is it just the the, the Twitter? uh i've got a youtube i miss punny penny on youtube so if you just want the poems no drama um <laughs> if you want if you want like miss punny penny light follow me on youtube because that's where all the good shit goes um for my word of the day and you know the nationalism uh, and mental (laughs) illness you can find me on twitter at Lenny Soros. and um if you want to if you want to reach for me for business for business purposes i am miss punny penny at (laughs) gmail.com
3: yes yeah
0: great
1: maybe
3: jobs
0: yeah we'll send you all the jobs all the jobs please um thank you so much that gorgeous would, yeah I mean yeah Could
3: keep that going. was a real
2: buckle buckle in episode and yeah so grateful for you uh sharing everything and um you're an absolute bloody star
1: thank you so much
3: it's, it's so nice to have like a
1: scott it's like scottish women on the other end Aye, you're a wee cracker
3: wow <laughs> I'm like really bad with compliments I'm like fuck
1: off no I'm not I'm shit. How can you not realise this yet? Nah, <laughs> See, that's the
0: Scots coming in. That is the Scots coming out. Yeah, that's it. You, that's the, uh, just remember where you're from, remember your place. That was that there. No. That's the, the, two worst
1: things are, the two worst things are to be Scottish and to be a woman because the two most self deprecating groups of people and a Scottish woman, that's why people are so threatened by Scottish women with a voice because yeah. we're supposed to be in the, the Venn diagram of people who are supposed to think they're shit yeah scottish women are like right in the middle
0: yeah but we're not because we're fucking amazing and we're lifting each other up and supporting each other and get the world better get fucking ready because we're (laughs) sending this shit to the ground on that note
2: thank you lovely listeners for joining us thank you so much lenny penny you uh, queen of scots (laughs) and until next time folks Stay, Stay nasty.
1: To they, they can't they can't separate in their minds that someone can be attractive to them and also worthy of listening because then they would have to examine the fact that they devalue the people they're attracted to. Yeah. It's so sad because there's like a meme where it's like, women cannot be smart and pretty. What is going on? But it's like, I should be able to sit with a fucking pus full of makeup High heels, a dress, and talk about academic subjects. Yeah, of course. You should. Why do we have to masculinize women in order to respect them? Why do I need to have my hair tied back, a face, clean face, respectable clothing, <laughs> frumpy ass shoes? Because they can't.
0: Because they and society and the patriarchy can't control themselves when they see that. It's actually got fuck all to do with us. It's how they, it's what they see as attractive, what they've been told to look for as attractive. Hair done, makeup, high heels, tight outfit. That's what, you know, quote unquote, we're going for sexy female. It's a sexy mate.
2: Someone that will be at home to have sex with, to raise their children and their seed, whatever it is, the fucking heteronormative, patriarchal woman's place is as a mate to do as the man bids.
0: So, therefore, you can't have that in the workplace because that has to stay in the home place.
2: So
1: it's, so yeah. It's, I, I despise being woman first, human second. Yeah, you're a human. Because I just, it should have no bearing. What I look like, what I, you know, who I am, should have no bearing on what I do. I, I I should be able to sit and have an intellectual discussion about art, philosophy, politics, and be respected as an equal. Not all, look, you know, she's gorgeous, isn't she? No, what? Sorry, at what point, you know? And, it, and the thing is, you don't see men getting sexualized like that like you know you know like male authors male poets and stuff people don't go oh he's a bit of me like I I, I would you know that someone said the other day I would with that ginger I'm like Jesus Christ I write poems I write at the end of the day I just I like words
2: yeah
1: and it's so demoralizing like I I, I got a I wrote a letter to uh, this she I think she's eleven. She wrote a wee poem in Scots, and I read it, and I thought, oh my god, I have to I have to write this wee lassie an email. So I I got her I got her email off her aunt, and I was like, can it's all right if I just send her a wee email? So I sent her a big long email about in in Scots, just about like keep going. If you need any help, just send me anything. I'll you know what I'll I'll look over anything. You know if you need any if you need anything at all, if you want me to make sure your work, just let me know. Just keep writing. Just keep writing. Just keep going because. I just really wish at 11 I had seen young outspoken female creatives yeah because I know they were there and I know they were creating but they didn't have the platform mm-hmm. or they were self-repressing or they were you know not putting their work out there because they were afraid of being judged but if I can And many, and this is not big headed, many people say to me, like, I show my wee girl this work. I show my wee boy this work. And I just want to be like, oh, my God, I'll come into the schools. I'll, you know, post pandemic, I've recorded so many videos for teachers and things and I've I've released all my work for free. Teachers can have it. I'll throw them at it. I'll make a wee pack. We can do like workbooks. We can do worksheets. We can I'll come in and talk it through because I'm just like, oh, my God, there could be there could be wee lassies right now sitting at home writing poems and not putting them out there. Yeah. And like I just don't understand how people can see that and get hate because I am so excited about this. I am so I am buzzing off my tits for the next generation because oh my god, these forward thinking, progressive, egalitarian we we like ah, oh, can you imagine the stuff we're going to have? These people who are reclaiming their heritage and their identity and writing with a voice About things that are they're passionate about. These, you know, LGBTQ plus artists, these people of color, these women, these people who've been ignored systemically oppressed for years, are now being heard. God, can you imagine the kind of shit we're gonna have? Like the kind of like the poems, the books, the songs, the artwork, the fucking humans were not put on this earth to do anything other than create. We are literally just apes who can write. And, you know, and come on, come on. I just don't understand how people are not buzzing off their tits for this. Like Genuinely, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I
2: love love thinking about that and just being like, oh, my God, the future actually has got so much
1: excitement ahead of it. It's so easy to to look at the world and be like, oh, this this is shit. This is shit. This is shit. This is shit. No, it's not shit it's not shit it's going to be
2: the generations behind us are so special like i don't care what people like i I kind of had this like chat with my family and they were like oh we all thought that we all thought the next generation would be like this i'm like no our next generation really are magic they are fucking knee crackers they are like they are electric and they are going to make shit happen like it's
0: also it also has to be we have to have a responsibility as well to be those voices, as you say, Len. like, if that wee girl hadn't, you hadn't reached out to that wee girl, she might not keep going. Do you know what I mean? And you said yourself, if you'd seen somebody at 11 who was a really strong female who was standing in her power amongst all that fucking bullshit that comes past her, and she's still standing there, I know... As a twelve or thirteen year old, I'd been like, oh, thank fuck. Because I was always looking for that.
1: Think about the people who came into your school to talk to you and how big of an impact that can have on you. Yeah. What if instead of oh, here's a doctor coming in, here's a lawyer coming in, here's what here's a poet? Here's someone who makes money
3: writing poems. She's so nasty.